0: Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Cantorian You, and uh, it's great to be with you as always. Today we sit down with Miles from Slightly Stupid. I've known Miles for decades, and uh, even though we don't really talk about experiences we've had together in the past, uh, it was certainly a trip sitting down with him because I got hit with all these memories of, uh, well, things we had done together especially during my tenure at 91X, when Slightly Stupid was uh, just popping. Just from breakfast broadcasts, I remember being on the top of Canes with the guys and just getting blasted, just crazy drunk. It's like 27, 28 years old, top of Canes, it's 7 in the morning, we're doing tequila shots and just had a full-blown party first thing in the morning. It was just crazy. And then another time they used to play uh the band would play my annual Christmas Eve party and come by during the holidays. And uh one time I remember we were all photographed smoking weed on the side of the Clear Channel building. <laughs> that that was uh that was something else. I mean these guys would travel anytime slightly stupid, and you'll hear when I when I talk to Miles, they've certainly at least Miles has certainly uh, mellowed out, but dang, back in the day, we used to have some really good times, and uh, yeah, had a blast hanging with Miles and catching up, and we we're both just different stages of life. He's got three kids, and we talked a lot about family, uh, San Diego, what's, uh, what's left, or where the future, should I say, is uh, for Slightly Stupid, because uh, they've got a long road ahead of them, man. Just turned forty, and the guys have been together for over twenty years. I mean, that's nuts. Unheard of. Do you want to thank our sponsors. We've uh, we've got our friends over at Tory Holistics who's been helping out the platform right now. Over at Tory, they've got a veterans program, veterans benefit program going on right now. Specials for you with proceeds going to veterans. They've got specials in store. And all money raised will be donated to Weed for Warriors Project. And uh, the founder of Weed for Warriors Project will be in store June 15th talking about the cause. Now, this gentleman was part of that CNN special that aired about a year or two ago, and uh, he was all over that. And Weed for Warriors program is an advocacy group dedicated to providing knowledge and safe access of medical cannabis to veterans while spreading awareness on PTSD and uh, how cannabis can help. So, definitely support the program and uh, being recognized over at Tory Holistics through July 4th. Otherwise, you mention you, you, you over at Tori and you receive $10 off, $30 or more purchases. So if you spend $30 or more, $10 off if you mention you over at Tory Holistics. And they're also having a Father's Day special because it says here that flowers, flowers aren't just for mothers now until Father's Day receive $5 off any eighth (laughs) over at Torrealistics. Alright, do want to thank South Coast Surf Shops as well. So pumped to be working with South Coast as always. We just uh, launched a new feature which involves uh, one of their employees in the Wahine Shop, Mallory, helping us out with surf reports. And Mallory, what a gem. Such a sweet girl. Part of the team over there at South Coast. And uh, yeah, Mallory rips. And if you head on over to southcoast.com and, and you mention you at checkout, you're going to get yourself 15% off all purchases at southcoast.com. All you need to do, use the promo code you, and it's Y-E-W exclamation mark. You at checkout, southcoast.com. And last but certainly, certainly not least, I do want to pay special regard and make... Special notice to the folks who are helping us out on Patreon. Our Patreon, it's dot com forward slash u-y-e-w. And uh, just got someone on board. I got a notification this morning, so I wanted to thank uh, Michael Bartelmo. Bartelmo. Oh, man, I hope I'm not butchering you. I'm sure I'm butchering your last name, Michael. I apologize, but thank you for your pledge. And helping us keep the You Podcast platform, which includes this show, The Monday Mass, Let Me Drink About It, more shows on the horizon. And now Miles from Slightly Stupid. You. So this is awfully cool, man. Thanks for... Having me over at your house. Yeah, man. How long have you been here?
1: Uh, I've been in this house for eight years. OK. Um, I mean, I'm from Ocean Beach, Point Loma, sure. so I've been here my whole life. But uh, we were blessed to be able to get this house um, at the right time eight years ago, kind of when the market crashed. OK. And uh, now we've just been put a lot of love into it and redid everything, really, and made it good for the kids, kind of escape free. You know, they can't really escape here in the house. Yeah, the backyard. man. And, so yeah,
0: you have a backyard in Point Loma. Yeah, I know it's it's, it's who has a, one of those. It's a
1: rarity. Like it's it's a double lot kind of thing, and you know we got chickens back there. No the way. And uh, you do the whole egg thing and go out and get the eggs. Oh yeah, yeah. It's what's cool is that the eggs are actually that much better. Like than what even when you're buying organic at the store, these eggs just blow doors on it. Really? Yeah. It's and cool. how can you tell a the difference? Do they taste that much they different? They taste differently. It's it's like they're almost. Um, it's almost like a sweet sweeter taste i don't know if that's the right word or not but when you go from store-bought to straight from the from the hen you know <laughs> straight it, from the tap yeah it's it, it's <laughs> it's a complete the first week you're kind of like whoa this is different you know sure. it's just uh but and you get used to it yeah right? and, and they're just so much more you know it's so much better for you we've we only feed the chickens good stuff too everything's okay. like non-gmo and and you know soy and all that stuff. Just feed everything good for it.
0: You have other uh, animals on the property too. Just here? a dog and
1: and and then my three kids. Then your three kids,
0: <laughs> which is nuts, man. I can't believe. First of all, your daughters are so much bigger, and your son. That's the
1: first oh, time. Oh no, I, that's my youngest. She's a do- she's a girl too. She's nine months. Youngest? Yeah.
0: So, wait, how many do you have? You have three girls. I thought you had a boy, too.
1: Kyle's got two boys. I got three girls. Okay, okay. Three girls. Do you feel like you're getting paid back in in a way? I I feel like it's just when you have daughters in life, you're really going to have to be a real man. Right? Like, because you're going to have to guide, you know, three women through through life a little bit you know what I mean and raising them is is such a, a cool thing you know what yeah. I mean because you get to be a part of their development and, and how they see themselves and and life in general you know what I mean so it's it's definitely you know it's it's a blessing and it's and it's one of those things where you're like oh man now I got to deal with teenage daughters Dude, that's at what some I'm talking about like boyfriends and first loves and all that kind of stuff and and uh, you know, you know and your boys, God, God and just and your... wants me to have to work a little harder. You know what I mean? So it's 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 all right. You know, it's it's a good thing.
0: What type of dad are you? If you were to say, hey, you know, this is classify yourself as a dad.
1: Um, I'm the dad that's involved in their lives every day, like from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. I see that. I and mean? I I coach both their teams when they whether they, whatever sport they're in. Usually, I'm always involved. But I'm I'm the main coach for both them in in softball and. And it's it's really a cool thing, and and just being, you know, we're the we, we go to the beach, we go to the pool, we go, you know, we go everywhere, the park. It's just that kind of thing, you know. And also, we're also very strict when it comes to like their schoolwork and that kind of stuff, being respectful and and whatnot. But we tear it up over here. We have yeah. a great time, and you know, when we're having parties at the house, my kids are here, you know, kind of cruising through because they know all my friends, so they're always just like, hey, you know, da 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 doing their thing. Yeah. Sometimes even the parents will bring their kids over so the kids can play while the parents get to hang out and play too, kind of, you know.
0: But uh, being a dad is such a, a selfless thing. And you're obviously giving up so much of your time, whether it's your coaching. I, I just was talking to you about it before you turned on the mics. You know, you just got back from a six-hour field day, you know, with your yeah. kid. And that's, uh, that's a lot of your day. That's a lot of time. And when you look at a musician, that could be a pretty selfish lifestyle. You know, it's all about you your music your art
1: you're on the road you 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 was it hard to make the transition no because I've always been I'm a you know I'm a family guy you yeah know I mean like I love we I have a big family my wife has a big family I love being around my kids like I'm in love with my kids and, and my family you know sure. I mean? my wife and, and but I mean when you have your children you're I'm You know, I just, I want to be there as much as I can. You know, we change our touring schedule around so we can be around the kids. You know, I was on the East Coast for the first week of our Sounds of Summer tour, and I fly home pretty much almost every Monday and Tuesday so I could spend that day and a half with them, and then That's I got to fly huge, back. That's huge, man. Because not know, all Wednesday musicians morning. do that. Well, it's important, you know what I mean. It, it all depends on what's more important of to course. you. Like, obviously, my life as a musician, I wouldn't be where I am or who I am today without that. But at the same time, I'm also super grounded as far as family life and and how I want my kids raised, and you know what I say in front of them, what I sure. do in front of them. Like, you know, I'm gonna keep them. Is shielded is I like can possibly keep them as long as possible. You know what I mean? From yeah. Anything, you know, of like whether it's smoking weed or drinking cigarettes, whatever. I just I don't. They don't need to know that at five, eight years old. They don't need to know that part of and life. And do
0: you go you know? out of your way to make sure they
1: don't see that? Yeah, that's for sure. cool, man. Yeah, and you know I that's just something that, you know, I even think it's funny. Like in these schools, the elementary schools, they're already telling like you know. K through four about drugs and this and that and smoking and this and alcohol and it's just like let these kids like be Be innocent for a minute like put away the iPads put away the TV shows and just let them be innocent and. It's so much different now. Like, it's, there's like a different censorship in the world that we live in. Today. I agree.
0: There's like this expectation where you're trying to get your kids to grow up faster, and it's like, no, man, put the brakes.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want them to slow it down. They 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 could already do the iPad better than I can. Yeah. And I mean, she's eight years old, and she's like, "Oh, Dad, let me show you how to do this." Dude, and that's I'm like, my son right now. That scares me. You know, it scares like, the shit out of me. Believe but me. that's just the, unfortunately that's the world we live in. You know, I, I always just kind of say like the internet is is kind of like really the downfall of modern society. I mean, like it's truth. it's kind of it's ruining like the moral fiber of the world and there's not yeah. really much you can do about it because there's nothing that's gonna stop it no except for one of those what's that uh kind of thing that can go off that'll kill all electricity and all things uh just blacks it out. Yeah, something. Yeah. You can throw one of those out, but I don't know. I mean, it's obviously there's things that are good about the internet. No, it's it a freaks me
0: out though too. You and know, I get it, especially as a parent. It's a whole nother level.
1: Yeah, it's just a scarier time. Even though like there was crazy stuff going on when we were kids, but it wasn't as exploited and and, and like fed on like yeah. you know our media feeds on like on seeing, fear honestly, and insecurity. Re- regular news is kind of just like TMZ on crack. It is. You know what I mean? There's nothing. It, there's nothing, like, real, like, tell me something straight. Like, if something real bad's happening, don't sugarcoat it. Just know. tell me. Like, I don't want to. And it's so weird
0: because our society is supposed to be so authentic, yet people aren't being authentic. And when you are authentic, you're crucified for your authenticity. Yeah. Which makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever.
1: Well, it's it's just, uh, I, I think they call it the PC culture kind of today's society where we're so scared about it offending every little I agree. aspect of life where like get over it like when we when we used to talk shit as kids it's like you talk shit and then you, you move on you move on and you continue playing ditch or I know. or ball or whatever you're doing but now it's like if you say one thing to somebody it's like oh my god this guy's this and it this escalates. guy is that, and this then guy the parents get involved and, and the administration oh. gets involved I think it's funny because I, I just got done um, I've worked at Point Loma High School coaching wrestling for the last nine years, and I resigned last year. So was, wait,
0: you were you were coaching wrestling at Point Loma High School? Yeah. Without having kids in the program? Yeah. That's my, interesting to me.
1: But um, me and my buddy took it over nine years ago. Phil I didn't Moore, know this. He has a jiu-jitsu academy in OB, um, and we grew up together, and he asked me. He he was working uh, for football over there, and he had asked me uh, there that the wrestling team needed coaches, and and he asked me to come in and help with them. And then we ended up taking over the team. And, How cool, and, man! Uh, then my Were you a wrestler joined. as a kid? Yeah, I wrestled at Point Loma too. And, oh, I didn't know that. And um, all my brothers and sisters wrestled, and and um, my little brother actually graduated uh, two years ago, but I got to coach him for for four years, and then in his senior year he won the CIF. Um, championship here dude, in San talk Diego. Talk about
0: giving back to the community
1: it, and your roots. Oh, dude, it was awesome. That's my, incredible. It, it was a lot of fun. And then my dad came over too so it was me and my dad and my best friend coaching and then my little brother won the CIF championship and my nephew won it the same year Come too on. As him. so it was just like an explosion on the mat. This like, is it was one of like, the
0: greatest things I've ever, I mean it, I want to see the documentary it, on
1: this. It was really cool. Like, I'm not was, kidding. Um, like it was, you know when you, that kind of moment happened like me and my dad and my brother are on the mat hugging and you're just kind of crying just because he just won the CIF section. Dude, you know? that's amazing. And, yeah, it was really cool man. Yeah, I'll tell you even working with my kid
0: and doing you sports with my son. It's amazing how much I... uh I've actually they say no crying in baseball i wear sunglasses in the (laughs) stands dude because i've balled at so many effing games man where you see it's just so pure and so beautiful and i'm sure you see so much shit when you're out on the road that just to ground yourself for me it's just such a grounding thing to watch kids and youth sports i get so much out of it man
1: yeah it's a lot of fun i coach down at peninsula little league and uh i coach both there Softballs and and uh, I got to be coach with a bunch of great guys too, man. That really love kids and um, it was just a really cool thing. And, and, uh, we're developing a, a good thing down there with, with the whole community. So it's, it's going to keep moving for a long time. So what's up, uh,
0: what's up with the band, man? So it, it sounds like your life is in such a, such a beautiful place, uh, as far as the family, the community, you're so plugged in. How, how do you find time for,
1: <laughs> where do you find time for your gig? Well, those, <laughs> those four other days in the week yeah. is when I'm with the band, you know I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, we're on the Sounds of Summer tour right now, and it's uh, which three, means what? It's basically it's a three month tour around the U.S. and a, a few dates in in England and and Amsterdam and. And uh, we're out with our buddies Iration, Jay Boog, and the Movement. Okay. And uh, it's 44 shows around the states.
0: Damn, um, dude. So it's
1: it's pretty it's pretty epic. We just finished our first week. Um, we did like Philly and Baltimore and um, Portsmouth, Virginia, and Boston. And so you're so supporting it, a new record or just this a summer well, this Just as regular. This is our 11th summer in uh, the amphitheaters and okay. stuff. So it's been a it's been an amazing run, honestly. It's, and you're it's, playing venues how big now? Um, the venues go from three to 15,000. Damn, so dude. So that's everywhere around the U.S. And then, uh, so it's really cool. A lot of them, uh, they're just killer rooms, man. Um, and the energy on the East Coast is incredible. Like, it's not, you know, nothing to take away from the West Coast because the West Coast is great, but I think we're so used to good weather that, you know, we're kind of, We become complacent on the West Coast when on how crazy to be and enjoy life a little bit. Like we're so spoiled by this way of life that I agree. When you go to places on the East Coast that, you know, for eight months out of the year, it's the weather is pretty crazy, whether it's snow, cold, rain, and then for four months though, just it is hot, sun, gorgeous. Where these people like to party. I know. Like they, the shows, their energy is it'll melt your face. Like it's, it, you're on stage <laughs> and it just rips through you. It's pretty cool. Like that's one thing I, you know, there's always seems to be this battle between the East coast, West coast, what's the best coast. And, and I'll always live in ocean beach point. Loma. Yeah. I love San Diego. I love the West coast. Like I'll never, ever leave here. You know, I've you grown up here my way. entire life. I mean, I've, I've been on the East coast on tour where I actually saw a commercial for San Diego. like, come to San Diego. This is Ocean Beach. Jeez. This is Point Loma. La Jolla. Here's our beautiful gas lamp district. You can get da, da 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 And I'm like sitting in the hotel. My mouth like literally dropped to yeah, the ground. Yeah, I, I going, trip out. Oh. Like this is kind of Right before it exploded here, yeah. This is when Ob was still like Ocean Beach. And now I it's know, now man. you know, unfortunately, it's it a lot of it's become like trollby. Yeah, how do you me? feel about what's going on down here? I'm from here. I just think the problem that I have is that when you're when whenever I was growing up, the the homeless guys that were in Ob were like Vietnam vet guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were these guys that had like legitimate kind of you know. Minor problems. Yeah, a bit. they didn't have you know, all their they faculties. They, they were displaced. Exactly. They didn't have everything set where they could succeed. And and today, you go down the street. There's all these like 18 to 23 year old kids with dogs and all this stuff begging for change. And then iPhones. you see them stand up and talk on their iPhone. Yep. I'm going. You know what? I worked for this iPhone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I grew up with. You know lower middle class family parents you, you know a dad's school teacher when teachers weren't making anything you know what i mean like and just it to me that's lazy like that's the part of the problem with this i don't know what you call this generation but yeah. <laughs> they they're lazy though like i'm sorry like it they it's like an entitlement we didn't grow it's up with this stuff like they have their they have their iphone when they're 11 at school you know what i mean I or do whatever know. and i do know where it's like for us to be like hey maybe i'll see you this weekend maybe you know what's meet up what's all meet up over here and do this and yeah it's just i don't know it it kind of bothers me a little bit just because i don't really want that for my kids you know i don't think it's cool that you know kids act like that especially when there's actually legitimate reasons for some people to be homeless like i agree these are kids that have iphones that are living off their parents just trying to get a little extra money so they can go buy a little bit more beer that they their parents won't buy them or yeah our friend lost her business because basically these these trolls would chill in right in her entryway to her store and pee on the windows like oh pee, yeah you know not and they'd yell at her like she'd feel threatened to go to work. You know what I mean? It's kind of like craziness. But know? on the flip side, how do you feel about all
0: these new businesses going in and the gastro pubs and the revitalization of OB? It,
1: it's pretty crazy. I mean, some stuff I like, some stuff you're kind of ruining yeah. the beauty of OB cuz OB was kind of one of the last communities that wouldn't let um, that shit in that here. That kind of stuff yeah. in here, but honestly, once Starbucks took over the Java Joe's uh, coffee that, shop, that, that was on the, the corner, breaking point. That was kind of like I mean there was literally protests and I and things in the streets megaphones like bah, 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 corporate America coming in and and then it became honestly they were actually the protesters were more dangerous than the actual thing going in yeah. at this point because they were pretty crazy um, but it's you unfortunately you can't stop progress yeah. in this in this country anymore you can't stop capitalism. The ma and pa shops, those kind of things, they're gone, bro. Like, that's that's over. Like, America's not meant for that anymore. America is run by corporations. Yep. And if I see a ma and pa shop, I still go there. Me like, too. I still go to OB Hardware, even though you can get everything you need at Home Depot I and know. even a better deal, but OB Hardware has been there since OB. You I know am. what I mean? It's kind of like it, you still see the same people working there. You know, even one of our sponsors, South Coast, since nineteen seventy four. Yeah. I mean that's crazy. I used to call South Coast Nordstroms on the Beach just because <laughs> they had the nice shit. They had all the nice stuff yeah. and, and you know, I was you know, I wasn't we weren't like a wealthy family, so I didn't have the money to shop there when I was a sure. kid, you know, and if I did like I'd buy one thing, you know, the just whole because. year and it had to last you a year, but yeah they're like one of the last staples to to OB really, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, some of the bars obviously pack shores and you got the black um, obviously. Yeah, the, the black there. and I wish someone would have not let the strand movie theater go i know like when they turn that into a wings which is kind of like a thing that's all over the beach towns of of america like east coast but it's kind of a it's very miami yeah it's just cheesed out like i i I was kind of like man i wish someone could have just stepped up to the plate and done something cool well you could have turned it into a a movie theater slash venue like there could have been a cool theater that you could have done like dope Acoustic shows there And whatnot, Like the stuff we did With the TRI sessions With Bob Weir You can do that kind of stuff In a theater like that You know And it was just a shame I mean that was the place When I was a kid though We used to to go to movies there And we'd bring in Alcohol We would smoke We (laughs) would smoke weed in there Do you remember some of the movies You saw in there? I actually watched Days and Confused in there Did you? The whole place was hotboxed, dude. It was crazy. That's hysterical. We had had one guy buy a ticket in the front, and then he opened up the back door in the alley, (laughs) and like 20 of us came in, and we had beers, herbs. It was like no one even sweated us.
0: So how did you guys end up here to begin with? Did your your parents, were they from San Diego, or did you guys move here?
1: No, they were from Rhode Island, and my dad had hitchhiked here when he was a kid, and he ended up in Ocean Beach when he was like a teenager, just hitchhiking back in the day. And he's like, dude, this place is sick, you know? and then, Sure. And he was like, man, we got to move here. That's what, how it ended up happening. So you
0: moved here when you were how old? A year old. Okay. I've been here since my whole life. Okay. You know what I mean? My, so you moved here, basically you are born I was he-
1: born and moved here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then you have, in you, your. I was just talking to your dad, there were how many of you guys? Yeah, eight of us. Damn, dude. Yeah, there was eight of us. It's a big Catholic family.
1: Yeah, he, he's... he's He's a Christian. He grew up Catholic, but he's a Christian now. But uh, he, yeah, when I graduated high school, he had five more kids. Damn. Same yeah. marriage or different no, marriage? No, different marriage. Okay. He's a machine, though. That guy, like. He, all he's done is is coach or teach kids his whole life. That's what he does. And make the, kids. Yeah, and make kids. <laughs> and make kids. I guess you know the best part of kids is making them. Making
0: ready. them. <laughs> oh, field, <Dangerfield>, baby. <laughs> so uh, you grew up here. Where'd you go to? Where'd you go to grammar school? I went to Ob Elementary. Ob Elementary. I went to Correa Junior High and okay. then Point Loma High. And did you ever go on to college or no? At that point, you were already no. moving with the band in high yeah, school. Yeah, I was right? already
1: doing the band. I was supposed to go to college for wrestling. Um, and uh, my dad was pretty pissed about that because I got offered um, good stuff to go to school for wrestling, which would have paid for my school and everything. And I, I just didn't—I wasn't feeling it. Like, I wanted to—you know, me and Kyle started this band in high school, and we just had dreams to be yeah. musicians, and that was just— we weren't really going to let anyone get in our in our way, even our parents or whatever, you know. And So were you guys best friends in high school? We grew up— uh, when I moved here, when I was one, we moved right across the street from Kyle's parents. Damn. Yeah. So. That's a lot of freaking history, man. Yeah. So, I mean, from, from diapers to, to stages, you know what I mean? Damn, dude. That's so, nuts. Yeah. Not many people can say that, in general, being a band with or be with someone basically f- 39 years. Right? You
0: know? I mean, did you ever have moments where you're like, it's, it's, we're done? I mean you ever get that now.
1: Now we're basically brothers from other mothers. Every every brother there's highs and lows to everything in life, but we've always been we've always got yeah. each other's back It don't really matter like That's rad, know, man. It's you know, that's we're closer with each other than we are with our own brothers just because we spend we've spent more than half our life on the of road course, together, man. You know, we're we're clo- our, when you're in a band like like we've been in a band you're closer to your bandmates than your whole family that you've grown up with your whole life. Yeah, man. Just because you you experience the craziest shit together. You're literally in close quarters together forever you know and and uh, i mean i've been in the band this is my 23rd year and slightly stupid damn that is so nuts to me so i mean it's like it feels i still feel like a kid that's what's funny like well that's
0: what trips me out because i remember going to obviously early shows and how you were part of the community and the fabric of this community back
1: in the day and that was 23 years ago that's crazy man
0: 23 freaking years ago
1: it's it's pretty nuts and and just uh First of all, to be able to still do this is beyond a blessing. Obviously, it's yeah. like the, I still pinch myself, going like, "Holy shit, man!" Like I live in Point Loma. I grew up basically where I dreamed of. I'm living where I dreamed of growing up. Right. Like, I, I grew up in Ocean Beach. But when you grow up in OB and you just step a little bit up to yep, Point Loma like it hill. just you feels like you made it in you life. You made it, you know man. what I mean? Not, not to take anything away from where I grew up cuz I love Ocean Beach Dude, I was even driving through, up. But, I was proud of you. Driving up the
0: Hill, man. I'm like, "Fucking hey, look at Miles." Cuz everything
1: down there is just stacked on top yeah. of each other. Everything up here you have a little bit more space, got but a it's slice. just slice of life up here. It's it's just been great, man. I have, you know, a beautiful wife that she's you know, she's had three amazing girls and uh it's, it's cool, man. Life's good. You know, I can't complain. You know, I get to be on the road about 120 days a year, and then the rest of the year I'm home with, with my family, or else I'm in the studio recording. When you do go on the road, though,
0: is it, do you have to reprogram yourself? Like, you know, you're really entering a different world. Yeah,
1: it, it's actually pretty difficult. Like, it's... it's It's gotta be, It's man. not... It The hardest thing is, is your family that, you know, it's hard for them to get that you just crushed a week's worth of shows and then I stayed up all night got on a went to the airport at 445 got on the 6 a.m. flight so I can be here at 10 a.m so right. spend time with them and you're not gonna have that's that's the hard stuff to do you know yeah. it's, it's when you're once you start playing once you step on stage like a switch flips. And like you don't, don't get nervous anymore or deal with that it's shit. More like you, like, ex- it's more like pre-showing anxiety it's and it's stuff. It's not nerves. It's more like excitement. Like, right. you're like maybe it is nerves. I don't know. But it's it, you're excited. Like I'm never like scared to walk no, on stage. No. Like it's more like, yeah, let's go Fuck this crowd up right now, but then afterward I mean? you have to come down off of that. I would that. Imagine. it takes about three and a half, four hours easily, right? Easily, and like you if, do that alone or with other bandmates. With the band, we just relax and kind of chill on the bus, hang out, have some drinks backstage. If you yeah. if you're if there's a little bit of a party, you have a, you know hang out for a little bit. But when the party ends, it it's it's about four hours from show. Like when you walk off the stage. About four hours later, you can fall asleep. Yeah. Like, I'm not... There's no way... If I got off stage at 1130, I'm, I'm not falling asleep there's no way. before 3 o'clock. It's just not going to happen.
0: And that's you as a performer. Because even me in the audience, it takes me hours to fall yeah. asleep after It a takes
1: a long time. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit of weed and yeah, put you down. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's... Uh, that's the hardest thing is because your adrenaline is the greatest drug in the world. Like, yeah. there's nothing... You know, when you get on a stage, there's nothing you can take that will ever give you that. Yeah. You know, like when a guy jumps out of a plane, there's nothing he can take that's going to give him that. Yeah. You know? Or and, drop into that wave yeah, and there's grab nothing. that edge. And there's also, you know, like when you, when the crowd is is moving and singing and, and going nuts, it it turns like, here's your night at first. And then your night could be going like here, here, yeah. here, higher, 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 you know, just because it their, their energy makes your adrenaline like tenfold it makes you play harder you know you're singing harder everything's just like yeah let's go
0: one thing I did want to ask you too when you look at the trajectory of Slightly Stupid and the fact it's been 23 years I remember early on you guys were always trying to find and this is early on man this is before families before kids before growing up you know trying to figure out your place in the industry and your place in the san diego music scene and all that garbage i always felt like you guys didn't necessarily get a fair shake where so much attention did get placed on the blink 182s and a lot of the commercial bands that were popping in that area but dude to me slightly stupid has been such a huge part of this community and probably one of the most successful bands to ever come out of San Diego, right?
1: Well, what's cool about about being the underdog is that when you come out and you do just as well as the people that they had been pushing forever, right. it's like, that's the victory. You know what I mean? As far as like, for us... We, had, we have the best fans because we have, like, a core grassroots following of fan base. You know what I mean? We built it. It was like a slow, steady rise. Like, it went 10 to 20, 20 to 40. Yeah. 40 to 80, you know, that kind of thing. And back in the day, the, the radio stations, the record companies, they were really, you know, hesitant to get involved with us because of not only the name of the band, but also the fact that we had supported... Uh, the use of, of weed and marijuana. Did you know that hold they, you guys back? For sure. Like really? People, even in like many, you know, there was an article b- before we were successful of, of, they were like bands who never succeed because of their names. And we were like in the top 10 because Shut of names slightly up. stupid. And what was funny is that is that uh, that name, you, you remember something about it. So it's actually kind of intelligent because you end up going oh those stupid guys or those you know those slightly guys like yeah. something like it's just it's funny like it's even funny now Now it's even more funny for me to say because I'm 40 <laughs> and if, if you're talking to someone like if you're on an airplane just like rapping with some random person like oh what do you do oh I'm a musician oh what band are you playing slightly, slightly stupid. stupid and, and, then, and they kind of <laughs> they, they laugh at you and they right. kind of go you serious I was like yeah you know like I was 16 when we came up with the name but you know <laughs> so but it's no shame in a name it, dude. no but it, it's just funny because regardless Regardless that name, you remember something about it anyway. And I think you know a lot of it. You know, people didn't take us seriously, and but we didn't really care. Like we never relied on that. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't. We never became popular because of the radio or because of MTV videos and those kind of things. We became popular because of of hard work and and culture and and just touring and man. touring touring like nonstop. You know, like as far as hitting places when no one else was hitting them when other bands weren't touring we were touring yeah you know what i mean like the worst part times of the year we didn't care like just let's go yeah because people still want to party you know and and, uh it really we always just kind of live by that motto we've always been a touring band i mean for the first over 10 years we were on the road 250 days a year i mean that's
0: which is Crazy. and it's and I've told you this before and it's just so interesting where you look at where the where the music industry's gone. It's just your model and the model that you guys started 23 years ago is the model that sustains and everyone's trying to plug into today. Yeah, like there, how many <clears throat> bands wish they can go out on the road and fill venues, three thousand to fifteen thousand people.
1: It it's honestly, it, I still pinch myself. It's it, you don't really understand the reason why. All yeah. I know is that people they reflect with what we're doing you know what I mean they they like the stories we're telling the the vibe that I mean what you see is what you get we don't like get dressed and ready to go on stage like what we have on we're walking up on stage that's always lying. made it's, me laugh it's kind of like I've always thought that was pretty hey, let's legit let's go get ready for a show it's like are you going to the skate park or are you going to go paddle out right now like, <laughs> you know we got trunks on Right. you know it's like it, it you know we enjoy life man we, we come to we like to go to to towns and just Wreck that town for the night. And Bring a party and and bring our energy and our and our you know Southern California culture that honestly is is like wildfire around the country right now. It's crazy. Like there's so That's many. That's why these we bands. started this
0: site, dude. Which is a Southern California based site. You know, same deal. It's amazing how SoCal still man. It's crazy resonates it, across the country.
1: I mean, when we were when we were first a band when, when we first got signed to Skunk Records um, when I was in high school. It was basically like Sublime, 311, and No Doubt, I, in that genre of music. There wasn't really any baby bands yeah. doing. And was it Bradley who found you guys? Uh, Brad and Miguel, yeah. It was, and uh, I mean, those. What's cool is like we were, we were um, huge Sublime fans before they had made it big you know we we had like the 40 ounce to freedom cassette tape that we would take down to k38s and mechs and just rock it before we go surf and and um my mom's like my mom's friend back in the day this was moons ago but she had made me this fake id to go (laughs) see sublime play and it was it was before the california licenses had all these holograms and shit so it looked so legit. It yeah. was crazy. I mean, I was. I ended up. Saying, oh yeah, I lost that ID. and Ended up using it for years. You know, it's like, <laughs> and no one could. They couldn't stop me anywhere because it was all of my info. It was my picture, and it was. Just the, the it was shit. There was nothing you could do to stop it. I didn't it. have that. I was like going to liquor stores at 16. I was too goofy. You know I mean? Couldn't was, find
0: someone with my frigging body frame or look. Bro,
1: I looked like I was 10. <laughs> I had such a baby face. I don't know how this shit pulled off. But anyway, uh, Sublime was playing at Dream Street. Damn. Um, which has had many names. It goes by Mother's Saloon now. but Is it? I don't even know that. Back in the day, it was Dream Street, and it was an old biker bar in, in OB. It's kind of one of the staples of Ocean Beach, too. And uh, they were playing there that night. And um, my mom, um, who's just this kind of lady, got um, got Brad and, and Miguel to like meet her son. You know, what I mean, oh you gotta meet my son, da 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 da. And somehow they came back to my house the next day too. Because I had she's like, Oh, my son's got these recording equipment, some acoustic guitars. No way. And this Brad, is the first encounter? Yeah, yeah. And Brad and, and Miguel came to the house the next day after the show and we ended up playing acoustic guitars, recording a little bit of shit at the house, then just meeting and it was like, whoa. You know, it was damn it was a really cool thing and and uh my mom had set it all up, and and it was pretty pretty, pretty crazy, because we were such fans of Sublime back then, you know, as kids, and I'm still a fan, but it's just one of those circumstances that you you couldn't, if someone could have drawn it up, it wouldn't oh, have. Oh, hell no. You know what I mean? Especially
0: like, as a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. I think of myself at 16, dude. I... I couldn't even wrap my head around that shit, dude. I yeah. really
1: couldn't. It was, it, I really couldn't that much either. And then uh, it wouldn't be sublime for me at sixteen. It would have been Motley <laughs> Crue,
0: but still, Tommy yeah.
1: Lee and Vince come by the house. First of all, you realize that Motley <laughs> Crue is the reason that me and Kyle started slightly stupid. I did Good. not know that. We, ne- we never even played guitars or anything, and, and we we were watching these motley crew videos and we're going that looks like the greatest job ever <laughs> yes. like we were just little kids this, yes. this is like pre-teen years shout at
0: the devil oh dude theater girls of girls, pain. girls girls oh, well, girls, you girls. See girls 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 video it's over it's like, dude get it as a I kid know. you're like yes wild
1: side the harley me and kyle we went to the um they end you know their final tour oh yeah and they played at that viejas place up at san Diego state okay I think it might have been last year sure and uh Boomer Wells, David Wells. He's from San Diego. I'm going to be talking to him next week on the podcast. Oh, he's great, man. We're good friends. Love that guy. Yeah, we play golf and and party together. I'll mention it to him. Yeah, he's a good dude. But he uh, got us these seats like we were right next to the stage, just bam. It was so dope. And then he got us uh, backstage to meet Vince Neil at the end. How fun was that? And it was kind of like yes it was like kind of like full circle yeah! moment yeah you know and, and uh, we were only able to do that because you know boomer's boomer and he didn't sure. he, he get into any backstage there is and uh, it was just great, man. We had a good time. And it was kind of just brought everything together, like some closure to, That's dope, to life man. out there.
0: So you got the closure. So when you look ahead, where do you see things for you moving forward? I mean, you're settled. You got the family. You've got the house. You've got this tour schedule locked. You think you can carry this for decades? I
1: mean, we're, we're a touring band. That's yeah. what we love to do. I mean, bringing music to people is, is what we are born to do. So it's we're going to continue to do it until our fingers don't work. And uh, we're going to continue to. Just in it. Yeah, I mean, that's this is life, you know what I'm saying? We've been in this band for more than half of our lives, so sure. it becomes your life totally, you know? Obviously, you get home and you get to experience family stuff and and being a little normal, but You know, once that switch flips on, man, it's game time. Yeah, and I'm curious, man, because you keep
0: mentioning this brotherhood with you and Kyle, and I've had similar brotherhoods. I wouldn't call it as deep because of just the trajectory and the length, but as far as the intimacy, you know, of the relationship and spending all that time and working on creative endeavors. And I know within some of my brotherhoods, shit can get gnarly, dude. And, like, things get blown out of proportion or emotions get involved during times of weakness or vulnerability i I assume you guys at
1: times face that stuff and when you do how do you navigate through that stuff i'm interested i mean i think it's more that at the end of the day we still have the same common goal you know what i mean every you're not always going to agree with everything that your friend says, or my friend said anything, anyone you're, you're bros with your brother, your, your best friend, you're always not going to see eye to eye. But at the end of the day, we all, we always just want to do what's best for slightly stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've, we've created this thing together. This it's basically, a you know, it's been a beautiful organic journey. You know what I mean? And there's nothing, nobody can take that away from us. You know what I mean? And we wouldn't let ourselves take it away from us. You know what I mean? You're not, you you know, pride can be a a stupid thing. You know what I mean? And, And I would never let that get in between anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing. I would bury pride for anything. And we don't have that problem in the first place. Everything's gravy. You know what I mean? Life's good. We've been not anybody. I don't, there's not, Barely anyone that can say they've been in the same band with with your one of your best friends. That's my point. For 23 years, I'm trying and to figure out what the
0: magic is. And I, I want to
1: learn. I mean, I think you just you know at the end of the day, realizing how great you have it, and and also just you know we're family. Yeah. You know, so it's you know I want him to be successful. He wants me to be successful. I, you know, be the best father we can be, and that's awesome, and, man. And family, husband, family member, just in general, just bro you can be and. And you, in life, you have to be able to get through times of trouble. You know what I'm saying? You, there's always going to be trials and tribulations in life. If, if everything was just smooth sailing, everybody would just go this certain course and be like, hey, hey here's Pleasantville. What's, what do you do, neighbor? Yeah. Like it doesn't the, exist. No. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we coexist together no matter what we will always be linked together yeah and people don't realize that we've been friends since diapers so there's nothing that can break us up anyway so you're lucky to have each other yeah i mean we're like i said we're more brothers than we are with our own brothers because and sisters because we're together so much you know what i mean just as life goes on you don't see you don't see all your friends and family that you want to that you even though you every time you see him oh we should do this more often never happens life is just too fast yeah but in a band you're with these same guys in a in a tour bus tight or in a van whatever you're in but you're in a in a tight quarters together experiencing the craziest shit ever and it's just a different bond you know what I mean it's something that you know I think the the bands that break up is the ones that that let egos and stupid
0: outside influences
1: yeah like and just stupid things like get involved, and where for us we kick that shit to the curb. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just no, there's no other way to do it. If you're especially if you're gonna have two front men. You know what I mean? We have two. Me and Kyle share the the, yep. the duties of singing lead vocals, so it's it's like everything. No room for ego, man. No, and that's it's like honestly, it's awesome having two lead vocals like that because we're we're completely different, and that's what people like about the band as well yeah. we do so many styles like our you know what I mean and they and when they're together though it's there's a blend that is slightly stupid yeah. and that's what you know that is what's made the band and and you know I love, em. Work, I love them I love them like a regular brother it's not you know it's you know no blood and we're and, and, and we're we still have thick blood you know yeah. what I mean so <laughs> it, it's we're good you know and and uh you know I'm it's blessed to be able to do that and and like I said there's there's only literally you could probably count 5 bands that have been together that long and these bands are in their 60s and 70s right, right now there's nobody at this age that are still is- you know what I mean? Doing it, dude. That's Maybe what's... three three eleven's got 25, 26 years, so they've been they've been doing it a long time too. But you know what I mean? Sure. There's not a lot of bands that are that have stayed the route and consistently toured and just been together and, and done it. So it's it's really cool to be able to say that.
0: So when you look at the last twenty three years, the thing that stands out the most, man, the biggest memory, the thing that just really resonates and you're like, Holy shit. Just that thing, man. When you're sitting alone in your bed
1: at night, you know, looking at the ceiling, what's the one thing <laughs> last twenty three years? It's, it it's too hard to say one thing but one of the greatest moments was is selling out Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. Um, that's just one of the great moments of our career. We, we've had the blessing of uh playing there about 12 times now and, and we've sold it out 10 times. And Whew. it's it holds 10,000 people, so when you do that it's like to me that's one of the greatest things to ever do. You know what I mean? Like you've when you've played that kind of beautiful place, it's like playing in God's country. The venue's built into the mountain. Yeah, you know what I mean. So the crowd is sitting in bleachers in the mountain. I've never it's, been. I'm such an idiot. It's I absolutely get out incredible. There. August, we'll be there. All right. I mean, I have I have so many people flying out from here to go to that show just because of how incredible the energy is. Colorado fans are probably almost the best fans in the whole country. Period. Like Damn. they. They don't care if it's raining, snowing. It it doesn't matter. They're they will there. be there. They'll stay the whole show. We've played a couple 420 shows there, and one of them, I think it was 35 degrees and a rain and a thunderstorm. Like it wasn't even snowing. It was a thunderstorm, and the place never cleared out at all. Packed. Doesn't matter. We played a two-hour set. Yep. Slammed all the way to the very top until you till you're done. It's like they just. They, come, they know how to rage. San Diego,
0: man, you can get the Beatles back together in that format, be empty. Oh, no come one on. there. It's friggin' you know, raining. No dude, way. Rain, I'm not
1: going. I, that's what's funny about so I was just using that uh, analogy the other day. I was like, dude, so we're in San Diego. You can have the dopest band. If they say it's going to rain, that 40% chance of rain. Or if it starts raining. That is empty. 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 Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy how much it plays a factor in San Diego. It's crazy. Even yep. in LA, too. Yeah. LA is the same way. And you're like, God, people, we live in, it's not even that cold when it know. rains here. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm wet. You know, it's like, it's a funny thing. I mean, we live in the greatest place. I've been to every major city. I've been to every state in the country. And, and this is honestly the best place to grow up and live. And yeah. I mean, it's, I don't love what the politicians do in san diego because they don't really have vision but yeah ain't um, that the truth man that's been that way though for a long time it's, it's not just mayor faulkner no i'm not a fan of his um, but it's gone back to the
0: 80s dude since we were kids it's always been the case man
1: you know what i wanted to do though my <clears throat> i don't know if i'm gonna I, i'm gonna be allowed to do it but i want to get billboards around town and be like hi i'm mayor faulkner you may remember me as the guy that lost the chargers Got drinking ban from the beaches yep. and also shut down the PB block party hey, I'm running for mayor next year. You should elect me. Uh, <laughs> you know? I'm going to be your California governor. What else do you need?
0: I, You know that guy? I went to San Diego State with him. You know why he's not qualified to be a mayor? I could tell you straight up right now, because I got better grades than him at State. <laughs> I swear to you, dude. He was a C student at San Diego State when State was known as a party school. Uh,
1: not San Diego State of today, which is a baller university. That explains his reign of terror on there San Diego. There you go. And he he lives what's crazy is he lives in this community by me. Does he? Yeah, he lives pretty close to here and it's just unfortunate that he's a puppet. That uh he's in the hotelier's pot. you know pockets. That's, it. that's what it that's all that it is, man. They just they just lack vision. I, I, I don't blame him solely for the Chargers because the NFL no. and, and Dean Spanos, they they was a
0: joint effort, man. Yeah. Everyone had a hand in that disaster.
1: You know, they could have gotten stuff done a long time ago and, and at the end of the day I, I'm still that guy that even though San Diegans wouldn't have been paying for this stadium. Sometimes people need to read the fine print before they, you know, bring the, off. bring the pitchfork and torches. I oh, I can't pay a tax! No, people, it's for out of towners. They're paying the hotel, hotel tax. tax. Your taxes wouldn't have gone up, but they just don't. No, they work. hear what they want to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, and and they made it a citywide vote instead of a county vote. They did Which that on
0: stupid. But they, but did they did that did on purpose. purpose.
1: They did it on purpose because they wanted it to fail below the 50% yep. to prove a point going okay, you don't want us, we're gone. Yep. That's you know? exactly and, it. And but then, had they
0: had Oceanside and South Bay, forget about it, dude.
1: Well, what's even crazier is is Donna Fry actually nixed this, you know, over a decade ago where we could have got a stadium built for like 400, 500 yep. million and and we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I know. And now we don't have an NFL team and it would have cost us one point, like eight billion, to build the stadium when we could have got it for four to five hundred million. Man, With San Diego, just in general, they lack vision. You know what I mean? The, the minute the Chargers left, it was like, here we go, Soccer City. Oh, we got geez. the plans. We got all. So you go, MLS, NFL, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I love soccer. You know, I love soccer. It's great. You know, I love when the World Cup comes around. You it's know, an
0: NFL town, and it was also the timing. How yeah. they, like,
1: literally rolled
0: out all these MLS soccer initiatives oh, on the heel. We he had even, it all written up. Dude, it was ready. It's like, let us get over our ex-girlfriend uh, yeah. first before you start throwing e- another e- chip in our even, face.
1: Even, like, two weeks later, Faulkner's like, oh, I got this new convention center expansion for a 16.5% tax. Uh, like, <laughs> You know, the same tax that would have got the Chargers Stadium built. Yep. You know, it's just, you know, that's just how San Diego is, you know, yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate that puppets and we think we're big but we we're not we're small-minded you know and it's 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 too bad as someone that lives here and and as is someone that's that works for the community and and does wants only the best for ocean beach point loma all of san diego south bay north county everywhere i agree bud you know like it it's something that these people, they don't really care. You know, the guys that, you know, I've always, when I'm a little bit older, I'm probably going to do some sort of council run around here and like even just start with Ocean Beach and clean you it up. You should, and, man. And do something just no, because I'm from here. And, and, and what
0: I've learned, the time you've devoted and donated at schools locally, you've got the perfect, perfect I'm Yeah, I mean, it, it's Marijuana ain't going to hold you up this time no around. No doubt.
1: Did you inhale a whole shitload a bunch yes. of times? Come on. <laughs> exactly. Every time. And that's where all your funding was. Will come from you know what I'm saying? There's, but that's what's even sillier about the society we live in. Like, this should have been legalized so oh long God. ago. Even like, like Ben Franklin used to say back in the day how hemp was the real fortune to be made in the United States because of what you can use it for I know. and how you can grow it so easily. And hemp, there's no like there's no THC in it. Like you can,
0: it's it's okay. And I'm so down with the CBD movement now, man. You know what? That stuff
1: actually works, man. It's a whole nother story. I, I used to think it was kind of a farce at first. Me too. And, and I don't, I don't love all like the drops and stuff, but dude, the bomb, the CBD bomb, my wrist, I had surgery on it. And I was going through physical therapy, all this other shit. And I started doing this CBD balm and I was like, holy shit. You can move your wrist, man. And then when I don't use the balm, my wrist goes back to, Dude, to normal. I throw I'm it like, on
0: my lower back before I surf, man. I appreciate your time. This is, a, this is a beautiful place. You've got a beautiful thing going on. Thanks, man. Been there since the beginning and happy to be with you here today.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. I'm stoked for you with this new podcast, too, man. This is great. Thanks, bro.